Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the baseball classic, Major League 1989. 1989, Major League. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I would have never imagined that this movie was done in the 80s. I expected right. this to be like I a was mid- four. Yeah, like a mid-90s film for this one, for sure. But Yeah, for uh, sure. Of course, we always ask everyone who's listening in, if you had never found a reason to watch Major League, please make this the reason you do so. It's currently streaming right now on Stars, I think. Yeah, or uh, yeah. Hulu with that premium Stars subscription. So go find it there. And if not, you know, just fake it. Make it work. You can, you'll can you follow along. It's it's a baseball movie. It's not that difficult, guys. Just, <laughs> uh, just keep on listening. It'll be all right. So go find a, a second to go watch it, and then we'll uh, let you do that and come back. Ready? And we're back. All right. You've watched the movie. You're up to speed. Everyone knows what's going on now and we can move on with things. And of course, Mandy and I, we don't like to talk about these movies by ourselves because we'll just argue about things. So (laughs) basically (laughs) what we need is someone here to take sides. And of course, today we're very excited to have returning guests, multiple guests. Mr. Michael Bird is with us, everybody. Hey. It's oh baseball. my gosh, yay. <laughs> How many people have been here three times? Like, this has got to be an exclusive club. For, yeah, oh. we're, you're getting up to it. There, we've, uh, had a few, yeah. we've had a few people who have been uh, like seven or eight time guests. So Holy you're, shit. you're working to do it. I mean, we, you had a baby, so we kind of gave you a break, you know, because yep. we figured, oh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, I needed it all that. <laughs> when in reality, you probably needed the break from the baby exactly. to be on the podcast. <laughs> I did the whole week. <laughs> and it's during a Tigers game. I'm so And we, we're making you miss the Tigers, too. Sorry about that. Oh, that's fine. I got it right there. Right there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Mike, catch us up to speed. What's happened since we last talked to you? Ah, I had a kid. That's I had a it. kid. That's it. That's all that matters. <laughs> That's it. That's your life is completely changed. And uh, yeah. And then, I mean, with quarantine on top of that, uh, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. So So it's like, it's nice that you had the kid just for like a little project to do while you've got nothing else going on. Yeah. Absolute perfect time to have a kid. Yeah. Can't go out and do anything anyway. (laughs) Like I'm canceling things anyway. So yeah, right. You can't even you can't even be you can't even be tempted to be like an absentee father because you can't really go anywhere or do anything. Right. No, you no. you got to You got to stay home and deal with the kids. So. Oh, yeah. I got, I got the whole routine now. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a lot. Of, oh, I can't because uh, and then insert whatever here. Right. You have um, quarantine now and then eventually you'll just still have the kid to blame things on. You'll be like, exactly. I can't. I got the yeah. kid. So sorry. I'm so excited. I'm never doing anything again. Right. Yeah. I can't go to your bar mitzvah or what. I just I got the kid. So sorry. Yeah. Um, when he sees like normal other people, is he like, holy shit, look at that person. Like because he doesn't see people like normally. I was actually very worried about that exact thing. But weirdly, he's great. And he he loves chicks. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like girls are like on these like uh zoom meetings he's like what is that yeah. it's like most of the day so yeah. oh he loves seeing something that's not this yeah yeah it's any anything with curves and he's good to go exactly. anything. look at this yeah i assume yeah because your your window your your web of people you deal with during a pandemic it's so small that for a child born into this Every mm-hmm. new person is like an additional character in their life now. Like that, oh, yeah. it's weird. It's weird to think that like you only imagine there are like seven people in the whole world, 
And then yeah. as you go outside, you're like, wait, what is, who are these people? What is this? When, when were we going to yeah, get this info? Yeah. Yeah. He's got like uh, two babysitters. So like he knows them and then he knows us, but then like even my parents will come down like every other month yeah. completely foreign to him. Yeah. So, like we have to do like zoom calls, like this kind of stuff just to like keep it fresh. But uh, his babysitter, I think is a big help. Like, cause they have a bunch of weirdo kids over there. So at least, at least he gets a little bit of like a social gathering. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> complete weirdo. Like, all right. Shelter him, and he's going to be one of the weirdo kids. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of complete weirdos, let's uh, let's talk about this movie, guys. How yeah, about for it? sure. Uh, we always ask everybody who we have on, Mike. How long had it been since you saw this movie before we forced you to watch it for the podcast? Oh man, I, I literally watched it like two hours ago. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's probably been a solid five years. Okay. And God, I I forgot like how how many things have probably become cancelable. Like they could be canceled over so many things at this point. Like literally they're showing newspaper articles at the beginning and there's a bat with giants written on it, like clubbing like a cartoon Indian. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Indians, and I'm like, oh man. I thought this movie was fucking weird. It's just a commercial for the Indians. Like the whole thing is like, yeah. I mean, for on a broader sense, it's like a commercial for baseball, right? You know what I mean? Like, like, hey, everyone loves baseball. But yeah. how? Just the idea that they were able to like get the licensing for all of this stuff and make it le- like. I'm, normally, when I see these movies, I assume it's like a fake sort of kind of team. You know, what I mean? yeah. like it, like they're taking what is reality and sort of skewing it a little bit. This is almost like. A, a documentary right that just didn't exist like this isn't um, based on this <laughs> um, uh, so david s ward who wrote and directed this um he is a lifelong cleveland indians fan and he said that he wrote it and made it a movie because he felt like it was the only time he'd ever see it, the indians win anything yeah, nice <laughs> um which is kind of bullshit because obviously he hasn't watched the last like three tigers games unfortunately <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I need yeah, to make yeah. a Tigers movie. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried that in my lifetime we're not going to get one now. <laughs> uh, I hope. I hope. Well, yeah. I hope. Uh, I hope they do. We didn't get one 2012 through 2014. Sorry, I go off on weird nerd baseball tangents, but those were some of the best baseball teams I've ever seen. And we yes didn't win anything like <laughs> I had. I had lunch with that baseball team at Western. Like you could pay and have lunch with them. And I am a huge Brandon Inch fan. Like, I love him so much. I know a lot of people don't. And, but I, like, and seeing him, seeing him in real life, like, his thighs were like the size of my whole body, and I'm fat. So, like, it was, it was insane to see him in real life. I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I want to marry you. Like, I love you so much. So, I think you can still get a Brandon Inch player to you at TJ Maxx for like 10 bucks. Nice. Like, still. Oh, yeah. I actually look for them at Salvation Army when I go. No shit. Like I'm I'm always looking. Like if I see a Tigers jersey, I'll look on the back and see who it is. And I'm like, oh dang. Chris Shelton. You could still find those. And it's been like 10 years. But like Brandon Inge was fun because he was like that guy that was on the really shitty teams in the early 2000s and like just playing everywhere, playing catcher, playing little outfield, playing first, whatever, DH, whatever. But he was like not good. But like he was on the team when we started getting really good, and he was yes. like, that one on the bench where we're like, like Inge, we really appreciate everything you've done for us, but <laughs> time to go. 
Yeah. Well, that was yeah. Sorry, and Matt probably doesn't. This is going to be a weird podcast for Matt, one hundred percent, because I I have a lot of baseball fun facts, um, but I do feel like people tuning in specifically that like baseball, they're excited about baseball season, which is why we we had you on. We actually were going to do this last year, but then like shit hit the fan. So yeah, um, yeah. I'm not right now. Like opening week, I've just been like compulsive gambling. I've lost my house. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, how can you not? The commercials are fucking everywhere. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah DraftKings, boy. Oh, Get in there. It's so funny because, like, every single commercial break is bet this, bet that, DraftKings. <laughs> we'll give you $5 million. Just sign up. Yeah. I know. You're like, God, I just want to see a Miller Lite commercial. Like, what the fuck? Like, we used to only have, like, beer commercials in sports. And now all we have is betting. <laughs> well, and then, like, right at the end of the game, like, you watch any game now, uh, right at the end, they'll have the tiniest little message. If you have a problem gambling, call this number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, we're here to help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's where the, yeah. Anyone who's got a real problem is going to watch the game till the bitter end and then check out the credits. That's, that's the, the, the perfect time though. Yeah. Like, right. Ass, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. They're either, <laughs> they're either celebrating or hanging themselves. Like those are the two yeah, things that they're doing. They're not paying attention. Uh, um, so oh, for me, well, yeah. yeah how, uh, how long? It's been, it hasn't been that long. I would say maybe like two or three years. Okay. Um, but I, it was, I don't think I finished it. I think I started it as one of those. I, I really enjoy the music in this movie. Sure. Um, and it's, it is, yeah, it's, it is a very like comforting feeling to me. Oh yeah. There's a red moon rising. This bring you guys back <laughs> for me. Yes. Uh, I couldn't tell you when I saw this movie last. Uh, it's been 20 years or better. Um, but uh, I was wondering if this like brings you guys back into it. Like for me, obviously, I legit thought the beginning of this movie didn't exist. I guess I, I oh shit, don't restart it. There we go. Uh, I couldn't remember any of like the lead up to the actual baseball part. And I think uh-huh. as a child, not interested in the baseball part of baseball, like of these movies, uh, it was the real like this was the exciting part. Like the th- when they started losing really badly or winning really, you know, like getting those wins and trying to win back the team and make sure it doesn't leave and go to Florida or whatever. That's the part that I was mostly interested in. So like the nuts and bolts of all of it, or like the montages of training and all that stuff. I was just like, I don't, I don't need any of this in my life. <laughs> well, Mark and I, Mark and I watched it last night and I'm like, be prepared for the longest beginning of a movie ever. Yeah. Because it is. Exactly what I thought. I was like, you can't do this now. Like all this. No. <laughs> you also can't do this long ass opening. People watching. Like, I got to piss. Yeah. <laughs> uh my favorite part of this movie by far which we're jumping straight wait hold on let's go back uh we're gonna kick things we have off. a 10 word synopsis don't yeah, we uh, we're gonna kick things off the way that we're gonna start doing things now we're gonna play a little game up front with the guests and it's got a theme song and that theme song goes like this chop this chop this synopsis. Oh, Bobby. that's right Bobby Fredericks providing I our. I was just no. excited about Bobby. That's right. That's right. Anytime you hear his voice, uh, it's the chop this synopsis. So that means we ask of our guest and ourselves to take this film, condense it down to ten words or less. So describe the movie for our listeners in case they haven't seen it. Uh, what uh, What do you got for us? Who wants to go first? Do you have yours, Michael? I mean, I'll go first just so it doesn't get ruined because sure. they'll probably be similar. <laughs> Like, I wish mine was funnier, but I think, like, maybe, like, Dirty Stripper's Plan Ruined by Ragtag Baseball Club. 
There you go. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. That's it. I'd watch that. I would. Uh, mine is similar. It's a uh, baseball underdogs defeat bitch by winning the whole fucking thing. Nice. Yep. There you go. There you but go. You're a woman. You can sit, you can call women bitches. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I well, and I tried to I tried to fit in sexy Here bitch boss. Like, uh, and I was like, can I make such sexy bitch boss one word? Why are you putting like hyphens in there? But right. I don't know how anything works anymore. So I'm just. Yeah, it's all all <laughs> COVID rules, right? You yep. can do whatever you want now. Uh, I <laughs> what actually, about you, Matt? I came up with two of them because this first one I just wasn't really into. Uh, so my first one was want to watch a sports movie. This one's pretty good. That was the first one. So there's that. Oh. And then uh, the second one is uh, Cruella steals baseball from Cleveland. Tiger blood wins it back. So oh. we got, right. Wasn't wasn't he doing that whole tiger blood winning thing? Uh, yeah. you know, eventually. Okay. Right. That's right. I, I was like, tigers didn't help. But, no, uh, no, the tigers didn't help. They did get featured as a losing team in the film. So I thought that was interesting. That's true. That's true. Actually, they make a reference to the standings. Like when they're talking about like uh, building, like, um, you know, handing out uh, uh, bonuses for bad play or something. Like, sure. Team worse. And they actually make a little comment about the standings and who's ever in first is only like one game over 500. So yeah, like, just talking about how shitty the division is. So right. Fun little thing for me. But. Nice. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, well, and after this, this made a sequel. And then after the sequel, like a year after that, they played really well. And they called that Major League Three <laughs> because they actually won and did yeah, awesome. Nice. Nice. They yeah. did have, they did end up making a third Major League, but they called it Major League Back to the Base or Back to the Minors, the I minors. think, which, yeah. which it, it had so the good. guy from Quantum Leap. It had the oh, Quantum yeah. Leap guy in it. Yeah, it was good. I actually enjoy all three movies. And in this movie, I kept waiting for Randy Quaid to show up <laughs> and start hassling um, Rick Vaughn. And oh, I'm like, oh, that must have been the sequel because it was yeah. like by the end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, he's one of the best parts of the second one. But God, the oh, third one, yeah. I got to disagree with you. That was horrific. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, we're probably going to have you on for all three, depending on when the third one was filmed. So that. <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. All right, uh, let's. Uh, so this is uh, Rachel Phelps. Uh, let's spring see. Training is, yeah, spring training begins in two weeks. Training. Here's a list of the players we'll be inviting to camp. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones <laughs> I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. The facts are, we lost our two best players to free agency. We haven't won a pennant in over thirty-five years. We haven't placed higher than fourth in the last fifteen. Obviously, it's time for some changes. This guy here is dead. Cross Cross him off then. (laughs) Okay, so that is Margaret Witten, who I love. I love Secret of My Success, and she is an amazing actress in that. And rips to her, she died in 2016 of cancer. So, yeah, Uh I know. It's rough stuff. Rips to Phelps, Um, I guess. Yeah, but I thought she I thought she was awesome. I think she did such she always does such she always plays like this weird rich smarmy lady in everything that she does. I mean she played it well, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Uh all right, so let's kick things off with our normal question here. Uh do you have any standout performances, standout characters, anything that took you off guard on this rewatch that you were like, Oh, that was good or interesting? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? Any anything that was just Either I guess we're trying to find a positive here for people like me that are listening in who aren't necessarily into sports movies. What was like a standout performance or just something better than you remember it being? I guess. Uh, kind of maybe uh, 
maybe Serrano a little bit, okay. just because like seeing him in so many things like afterwards, like yes. he didn't change up a lot, but like he has some of the most classic lines from the movie, like all the Joe Blue stuff. Yeah, for sure. All right, here we go. Let's. I, I say like now. And, I'll like, play. Straight ball, I hit it very much. That's like <laughs> you sum up like every every baseball player that's not <laughs> uh, where they interview him after the game. Like that's it. That's all they say. Straight <laughs> ball, I hit it very much. Like, <laughs> bats are scared. I need to make bats not scared. They are sick. They're I cannot sick. hit curveball. Straight ball, I hit it very much. <laughs> curveball, bats are afraid. I asked Joe Boo to come. Take fear from bats. I offered him a cigar and rum. He will come. He will come. You know, you might think about taking Jesus Christ as you said <laughs> instead of putting him in all this stuff. Shit, oh, worse. Oh, it's right. so great. And also, so the, the actor's name is Dennis Haysbert. And when they, um, when they, which is weird, because you wouldn't look at him and think his name is Dennis, Dennis? Hesbert. That sounds like an yeah. accountant somewhere. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but when they, when they went out in front of all the extras to play, I mean, there were twenty thousand extras in the stands when Spring they wanted train. to play. Like, Spring. oh shit! Sorry, sorry, that was not that oh, was not okay. meant to be. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll stop talking. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was one we already played. I was actually trying to delete as we go, so I don't. Go <laughs> Go back okay. and play the same ones again but yeah all right sorry um he got super super emotional like walking out like onto the field and seeing all those people and like the professional baseball players that were giving them tips and stuff were like yeah like this is how it feels you know sometimes yeah. it, and if you're a good team 162,000 or 162 games a year yeah. you have this many people uh, we we used to go see the Tigers in Cleveland specifically because the tickets were so cheap because no one would go to Cleveland games, which made me love the town of Cleveland because I think it's really great there. But yeah, I mean, it was like five dollars to get in, and oh. it. <laughs> what glory days, uh, Mandy? Did but, you have uh, a standout performance or or something that you were caught off by being better than you remember? Um, I really think that the guy that plays Roger Dorn, sorry, I'm deleting also while we're talking. Okay. Um, I think that he did an awesome job of just being a whiny motherfucker. Like he did, he acts like so perfect as like a rich guy that doesn't have to like, I, I thought it was a good performance, even though he's not a likable character. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I've got a clip um, here of Jake threatens Roger. Now you listen to is. me. This is my last shot at a winner. And for the younger guys, it could be their only shot. I don't know what happened to you, but if you ever, ever tank another play like you did today, I'm going to cut your nuts off and stuff them down your fucking throat. Oh, and that was the other thing, too. I know, right? Sorry. I totally buried that one. I can't remember if he was. Okay, never mind. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, That's okay. So I forgot how many, how much cussing was in this movie. Oh, and sure. I, I Really? I and my daughter was like in the other room and I and Ian too the sound is so shitty. I had to turn it like super up to be able to hear him talk. Yeah. And so like there was just a ton of swear words. This is the only major league that is um rated R. Okay. But- it's funny that you bring it because that exact thing, like I was watching it this morning and I was feeding Maddox and I completely forgot about most of it. Like- <laughs> just because usually when you watch it on TV, all that's bleeped out, like yep. 
you know, yes. like, the movie's bleeped out, but I'll shove them down your fucking throat. It's like, yeah, glad you can't hear yet. Well, and then um, when when Charlie Sheen and Dorn are going at it after Dorn plays the prank on him with the red ticket, and he's like, they're like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, oh, real fucking funny asshole. And I'm oh, just yeah. like. I'm like looking like, oh my God, where's the volume remote? I have like every other remote, but where's the one for volume? Kate's in her room. When Ricky Vaughn is getting carried off the field, he's getting ejected for uh, yeah. like beating the last guy. And he's like, why don't you blow me up? Like holding his dick and like. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Great. Yep. Uh, let's. Oh, so my my standout performance. Somebody that I was very surprised that was in this film was the janitor from Scrubs shows up. Yes. In this movie. Yeah. And I, I was like, no shit. All right, here's a little clip of just him here. The Oh, hold on. Who are these fucking guys? That's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, then he says these guys aren't so fucking bad. Right later you on know? in the film. Yeah. And the aliens yeah. come along. They're still shitty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just so surprised to see him in a movie. I was like, look at this guy. And I just got done watching the entire stretch of, of Scrubs during oh, yes. the He's pandemic. So oh, it's yeah. great. Yeah, he was only meant to be just a little bit character the, just in the pilot episode. And he became like a series regular. I was super, super oh, Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Um, so I have a, I have some fun facts um, that I want to I definitely want to talk about. Sure. Um, so the modern tradition of uh, relief pitchers coming into a song started from this movie when he nice. comes out to wild thing which i thought was super fun um although there have been some tiger relief picture pictures that i would have chosen different songs for because they totally sucked ass and i was pissed <laughs> they brought them in which is pretty much every relief picture that the tigers have had in like forever but hold on let yeah. me play this is the the clip of him getting ejected from that game that you guys were just talking about so since you just talked about it let me play it now here what you hurt me you're gone I love it. Yeah, I do think that um that uh what's his face? Jake Taylor, um the guy that the uh, Tom Berenger, who is yep. the I, I will always think of as the substitute. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, that, that was think, like a jeans and blazer get up in that movie, doesn't he? In the substitute. Oh, yeah. that's, that's where I remember him from. Yeah. All right. And he's very badass, but he him and Charlie Sheen were in platoon together three years before this movie. So they had actually oh, wow. but they were enemies in that movie. So they yeah. had kind of like already been filming. Well, I think like Ricky um, Vaughn, they couldn't have picked a better guy for like, we need somebody who's good at swearing and is just <laughs> offensive, looks like he's come from jail. Charlie Sheen, there you go. Bam. Uh, yeah. They basically took Charlie Sheen's character out of uh, what it was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris right? Bueller. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. He was just a punk ass bitch in that movie too. And it's like, let's throw him in here and give him some power. Yeah. But he yeah, did make the character super likable. Like you really wanted him to do well, which is important because at that final, you know, like when he when asked he got his glasses, it was when the, yeah. the flip happened a little bit like, oh, he's a nerd now. I'm not afraid of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so because we're talking about Charlie Sheen, um, just so you know, he actually got he got offered a scholarship to Kansas City um, when he was in high school for pitching. 
So he actually is good at pitching and he was in the eighties, like the low eighties when he started pitching before this movie. And then he started taking steroids and his pitch, his pitches got up to 85 miles per hour, but they needed it to look like it was a hundred miles per hour. So they moved the pitcher's mound 10 feet forward. So when you, I mean, so in reality, he is actually a really fast, good pitcher, which I think that makes this almost a little bit more likable. Um, On that note too, Wesley Snipes, who we haven't heard from yet, but he, um, say, hey, (laughs) play like maze and I run like haze. How you doing? How you doing? My man. Lou Brown, nice to meet you, oh, Hayes. I love the that voice. Lot is yeah. Right out there. Right over there. Parking lot's right out there. <laughs> <laughs> you run like Hayes, but you hit like shit. And uh, don't you guys go anywhere. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, right. So, Wesley Snipes is slow. And he is a horrible baseball player in real life. They they had to make his running scenes in slow motion because if you watch him run, he's actually very slow. Um, and he can't throw a baseball. And if you watch this movie, they do not show it him throwing ever. Okay. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. They make some good catch. So, yeah, there's no throwing. Yeah. So I told I told my husband this, and for some reason he got defensive and looked it up. And apparently Wesley Wesley Snipes is really good at martial arts. Yeah, yeah. So that was his like, well, got, yeah, but he's really good at yeah, martial arts. You got you got to give up one for the other, but you can't yeah, do martial arts and baseball. So I guess they could. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, like, <laughs> scene where he's like coming out of nowhere and like yeah. you know, the guys he's running against are like substitute math teachers. Right. Left, if you watch his face, he's so shocked. Like, where'd this guy come from? Listening, the whiteness of my skin is good stuff. Before we knew anything, back before we, yeah, for sure. Um, I want to just give a shout out to today. Fun fact how this has come full circle. I'm going off topic for a second. Yeah, you got it. The first one we did. We did the Little Mermaid, and yep. I'm not gonna lie, it was three sheets to the wind. I was, I feel like I was drinking a Clamato. Yep. Uh, I made you drink. Well, no, I asked you if you would drink the Clamato, the Bud Light Clamato, and you almost threw up. Like I literally had everything over the course of like 12 hours, so it was yep. fine. And then the uh, the last one we were doing before a show, but it was free too hearted. So I like had one because I can't not drink a free too hearted. Sure. Now I'm drinking Coke Zero because I'm a grown up. So you know. Right. Uh, what are you saying? I'm drinking Bud Light. And it's like two o'clock on a Sunday. Yeah, so I'm super jealous, honestly. Right. <laughs> See, this is what's happened, Mike. You're on the upswing to adulthood, and Mandy's on the downswing. To ju- <laughs> I I used to be very responsible. <laughs> I used to be very responsible. Wait until the, the, wait, the Mandy wait. Elaine story. Yeah, that's wait, wait until you. Maddox can't take care of himself yet. Once he can like cook for himself. Oh yeah, so you got like, like a good year, daughter, year or two. You know, yeah, yeah. In, a, in a year or two, you should be all yeah. set. Then you got him. My there. daughter legit did not. She like she laid in bed until like eleven thirty. I don't even know if she still if she has clothes on yet. Like. She today she's like it's the weekend and she even said that like it's the weekend I don't want to get out of bed and she plays like games and stuff she's and ready I'm for adult like, life already like, yeah. I mean, well and I'm like 
like we really should encourage exercise but at the same time i got to watch this movie for a second time today while she was in her room so there you go. for sure for sure <laughs> yeah it's all about me all right uh, there's no time like time doesn't exist. Right, right, right. Uh, so another standout for me was, of course, uh, the voice talents of Mr. Bob Euchre. Uh, yes, we do have a couple. We do have a couple cuts from him. So let's get into this. Hello again, everybody. Harry Doyle here, welcoming all of you friends of the feather to another season of Indians baseball. A lot of new faces in Chief Wahoo's tribe this year as they take on the defending American League champs, the New York Yankees. And hopefully we'll have some of the names that go with those faces before their first at-bat. Anyway, listen to the roar of the crowd as the Indians take the field. <laughs> he, just he sticks the mic out the window and it's just dead silence. Just like, hey. <laughs> um, <All right. clears throat> Bob Euchre's first professional career was Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. um, from 1962 to 1967, he played for the Braves, the Cardinals, and the Phillies. But his batting was never really – he was a catcher. His batting wasn't super great. Um, he had like a 2.0 record, um, but he had 146 hits, 14 home runs and 74 RBIs in 297 games. Um, and he has been the doing broadcasts for the Milwaukee Brewers for 33 years. Um, even so that's kind of fun. I expected him to be dead. I'm not going to lie. Say, is he still active and doing casting? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes, he is. Yep. Look at that. Yeah. Um, I, it's just funny to me that like every stereotypical announcer guy in these movies sounds like they're, they're nearly drunk and they just have this like drawn out, which it's so fun to listen to. Like of all of the things about baseball that I would be like focusing in on, it would absolutely be the announcers for me. I, I love 100%. hearing, oh, yeah. I love hearing the way someone talks, especially when they're like passionate about the thing. And they also have this like put on character about the, it's like <laughs> everybody it's time for baseball. And I'm just like, I love this. I need, I wish I could be, I wish I was aware enough of any sport to be that guy because it would it sounds like it would be the most fun thing you could ever do with your life would be 100%. the announcer guy yeah like the announcer guy voice for baseball is very similar to like the strip club guy voice yeah like where you have that like tang that you add on to it and it's just like you know what you're listening to yep that's the main stage you know like you got you got bits about it I did yeah <clears throat> do your bit matt Oh no, it's fine. Well, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, right. It's yeah, they're just barfing words out into the ether. And I, I think that just the more over the top it gets people as they're turning the dial on the radio, there's somebody's going, everybody. You know, it's like, okay, it's, we gotta stop. It's fantastic. It. Have you seen Brockmeyer, by the way? I gotta like, you know, if you if you're interested in that kind of thing, it's it's called Brockmeyer and okay. it starts Hank Azaria as former baseball announcer who was disgraced after, you know, getting kind of canceled, I guess, you know, sure. but he tries to make a comeback in the minors and he's much too good. Like he thinks he's too good for it, but has a horrific drinking problem. He talks in the baseball announcer voice as he directs his own life. <laughs> so loud, and he just talks about everything. Like he's watching a baseball game. Amazing. It's nice. <laughs> I'm heading to the kitchen to make some coffee. It's super dark though. Like he, oh, okay. he, when he talks about his own suicide, he's like, "Yeah, I'm a fan of whimsy, so a uh, bag over the head with a smiley face for me." That's, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's gonna commit. He's gonna commit Harry Carey, basically. Hey. <laughs> That's fun, Harry Carey. Every, no, all right. Uh, <laughs> I have like Bob, like Bob Euchre though, like so many great lines from this movie mm -hmm. that are still said like by announcers 
all the time today. Like nice. is the most like thing that has been taken from this movie that's still like all the time used. Like, uh, yeah. do you have an example? Every game. What? What's that? Do you have an example of oh, yeah. the things when, that he says? When somebody throws one like way, like not even close to the hitter, the um, announcers will always go every single time, just a bit outside, drag the court. Yes. <laughs> that one every single time. And then, um, you know, I'm trying to think of like off the top of my head. Here's so. another here's another quote from him in the movie. So here we'll play this in the meantime here. Which will bring up Haywood, who leads the league in most offensive categories, including nose hair. <laughs> when this guy sneezes, he looks like a party favor. <laughs> hey, they released you yet? Haywood's a convicted felon, isn't he, Monty? Isn't he? Uh, doesn't really say it here. <laughs> well, he should be. Ball among the league leaders in strikeouts now, up on the rubber and ready to work. And from the windup, here he comes. Haywood swings and crushes one towards South America. Tomlinson's going to need a visa to catch this one. It is out of here, and there's nothing left but a vapor trail. Nice. All right. Oh, good. He's, he's the greatest. He's so good at like throwing that twang out. But like, I found a couple that are still used. Like the oh, we got one run on one hit, one goddamn hit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> That one is still, and then the one of my favorites is where he's like looking around. Ah, our post game show is brought to you by. I can't find it. To hell with it. Yeah. <laughs> Papers rustle around. Yeah, it's greatest of all time. Just a bit outside though. That's like the number one by far. Nice, nice, nice. It's uh, so funny. All right, uh, let's do. I just want to get through a couple more of these clips before we get through to the next. I have, part. yeah, and I have some more fun facts too. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead with that, and then I'll, I'll. Top it off with a clip here. Okay. So when Jake is at the party scene and he talks about how he makes the league minimum back in 1989, the league minimum was 68,000 and the average um, household income was only 30. So he was still doing pretty good. So even if you're on the losing team and inflation have gone like really, (laughs) yeah, but yeah. Um, I did want to play this. Uh, speaking of this uh, episode is brought to us by uh, Coke Zero. Uh, this episode is also brought to us by American Express. Hello, you know us. We're a major league baseball team. We're a major but league baseball team. We haven't team. won a pennant in over 30 years. Nobody recognizes us, not even in our own hometown. That's why we carry the American Express card. No matter how far out of first we are, it's cool. You know, it keeps us from getting shut out at our favorite hotels and restaurant-type places. So you're restaurant looking for some big clock. Apply for that little green home run heater. Look what it's done for us. People <laughs> still don't recognize us, but... We're contenders now. <laughs> the American Express card. Don't steal home without it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so we're probably going to hear for, about Joe Boo and... Um, <laughs> So the, the 2016 baseball season, the real life Cleveland Indians, uh, there were two of them, Jason uh, Kapnis and Mike Napoli. They got two Joe Boot statues and built a shrine because they were doing horribly. And they ended up getting a six and zero victory over Tampa Bay. And then later they sac- sacrificed a supermarket chicken to have <laughs> one of their players get over a slump. So, so that happened. Yeah. This game has, or this movie has continuing life within the, uh, Within baseball, I guess. So that's fine. Yeah, and you can still you can still purchase a Joe Boo oh, if yeah. you want. Nice. That's one of the great things about like baseball. Like when something like this gets introduced in like baseball culture, 
it it's it's everywhere. Everybody takes it as like it's baseball now, and yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just it's bit it's huge. Sure, uh, Mike, do you have like a favorite sports movie? Like, would you be able to narrow it down? <laughs> uh, I feel like you know, for the heart aspect, like oh, that this movie makes me remember so many things. It's got to be the Sandlot. Okay, we talked we talked about that last time. I just feel like that reminds me of my entire childhood, just sure. running off. And being gone for a couple of days playing sports with my friends, like you can't even do that now. But right, just uh, when they're playing like baseball under the fireworks, it's like, oh god, damn it! Pure <laughs> <laughs> in my life anymore. Doesn't it suck it, though that you you try to think about that for your own kid, like for your like that that will, and it just I don't see that ever. Like for my daughter who is now nine years, she's not going to run off with a group of her friends in the in the community and go play a yeah. pickup game of whatever. Like, yeah. it's just not a thing that happens anymore. Yeah, and that no, really sucked. No. Yeah, right. Right. It is crazy. Like, my daughter has a watch that she has to wear when she goes and plays with her friends, like, two streets down. And it has GPS on it. And she can call us. And I'm just like, if she doesn't call us, when she and if she takes it off, if we find out that she took it off, she's grounded. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's... And we live in Portage. Like, this is, like, the not a, a, a city. This is not, not unsafe. Rough, yeah, sure. But I did work for the family court, so I know like what happens. Before, before having a kid, I would have been like, "What the hell? That sounds stupid." No, completely get it now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I want him to wear a leash. I want him to have a yeah. full body. Oh, that'll some... implant a chip. Yeah, get the, the whole thing yeah. in there. Yeah, right in the head. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, I've got a quick. I've got a quick clip here. I want to play. We we only have just a, a minute or two left before sure. the break yeah. here, so we'll throw this one in real quick. We were talking about it already, anyway. So here we go. She's tough, Nacho. Look, I go to you. I stick up for you. You know, help me now. So fuck you, Jobu. <laughs> I do it myself. That's right. That's right. Oh, fuck you, Jobu. I do it, it myself. Is, it, like, the baseball nerd in me came out during this because I was like, I remember the home run, but like when I was watching it today, I'm like, let's see how this count works out. So you know Pedro Serrano can't hit a curveball. Right. And throw him a curveball first that he whiffs out of his shoes. You throw him another curveball. He flies out of his shoes. The third pitch should be in the dirt or should be in the stands. That shouldn't be near home plate. Right. Fastball down the middle, 0-2. Like as a baseball nerd, that's the dumbest part of the movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Directly right. down the middle to a fastball only hitter. Like <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> That should be spikes in the dirt. That should be a great. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we are at that time where we're going to have to cut for our first break. We will be right back after these messages. Hey. Hey. Hey, everybody. It's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks. <laughs> That's. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. 
We've we got, got Lennon on third. Wow. <laughs> you guys sound like Stu McAllister. Like that's what he sounds like to me. <laughs> we've made it then. We we've made it to the pinnacle. That's his style. Yeah, pinnacle of podcasting. It can get no better than Stu McAllister. We're back with Chicago area comedian Mr. Michael Bird up to the plate. Welcome back, Michael Bird. <laughs> Can this please be the net, the rest of the podcast? Please, please. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. All right, here we go. We'll come back into it. No. There's a red. Even him. Like, he could be a right. baseball announcer. <laughs> On the Cuyahoga River. All right, here we go. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, what did we uh, what did we do? We broke for a commercial. So go do all those yes. things those commercials said. Support Stu's podcast. That's pretty much the only one on there. Go listen to the Elemental podcast. It's the greatest of all time. All right. And off we go. All right. So I have uh, I have some fun facts. Okay. Um, this one, it's going to it's going to take a minute, but baseball <laughs> fans might enjoy it. So sure. um, these are the people that these baseball players were based on. So Pedro Serrano. Can I guess? Yeah, please. Yes. One of my favorite uh, players as a kid was Kenny Lofton, and I had a suspicion Willie Mays was based off Kenny Lofton. Uh Um, Willie Mays was based on Ricky Henderson. (laughs) (laughs) So for you, it's okay. For you, it was Lofton. I mean, like the base stealing. I get it. Ricky Henderson is the best base dealer. Whatever. Okay, that it makes sense, but I don't agree with it. (laughs) is <laughs> an um, right okay so pedro serrano was um the uh, um sorry orlando cepeda and wade boggs who uh, were super of- <laughs> because they were super superstitious super superstitious get that yeah, yeah, um yeah. and they they ate chicken before every game but i don't know yeah, that yeah. Oh. boggs was called the chicken man yeah he nice. drank 40 he drank 40 beers on a cross-country flight to a game. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Ryan Duran um, was the inspiration, inspirational character for Rick Vaughn, um, apparently. And okay. I think that he had glasses, like, super – he had super thick, like, Coke bottle glasses. And so, I guess um, – so, Eddie Harris, who is the guy that has, like, all the shit all over his body – um to wipe on the ball he <laughs> um he was inspired by gaylord perry who was well known for using outside sub- substances to enhance his pitching nice uh he was played and, by chelsea ross who we've had yes. before have we had before in another movie um no he's, he's in, been in a ton of stuff wasn't he in like apollo 13 or some of those others type he just seems like think so. that kind of guy but all right. I mean, he's just like a middle-aged white guy that was like, you could imagine in any scenario, like an FBI agent or like NASA, you know, he just like makes all that, but no, he, he was the coach in Rudy, which we have not done Rudy yet. We'll probably wait for, Oh, he was in, uh, he was in bogus journey. He was in Bill and Ted's bogus journey. We haven't done the second one. So yeah, we have that. Who was he in that? Well, fuck, I don't know. It's just on his list of IMDb <laughs> stuff. So come on. No. <laughs> he was in a lot of sports. He was in Hoosiers. He was in Rudy. He was in this movie. <laughs> oh, he was in Richie Rich. You know the. There's four, so it's greatest. Five or six. Yeah, the greatest baseball done... classic of all time, Richie Rich. We haven't done Richie Rich either, which I would love to. Um, that's kind of a that... sports movie. 
Oh yeah, one hundred percent. So Jake Taylor was based on Carlton Fisk, who's a he, he was a catcher for a long time for the Boston Red Sox. Right. I, I, I know who that is. Yeah. I was going to say I need to mention these are all names that I am like vaguely from this. So I collected baseball cards as a child. Had no use for baseball whatsoever, but I just I collected the cards because my father and brother also did. So this era of baseball is where I know like I'm familiar with names. So nowadays if I ever make reference to any baseball thing at all, it's always going to be something like Wade Boggs or Ricky Henderson. Like that's my era of like just and again, I don't know who they played for. I don't know what positions they were, but those are the names in my brain of what baseball players are. Hey Matt, remember that Ricky and yeah. like 15 teams. So yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and then so well, and Carlton Fisk played for the Red Sox and the White Sox. So he had like both of them. But and that's someone I do recognize. Yeah. Um, Matt, do you remember the um basketball card you got for Akeem Lajuan? Yeah, yep. I was reading out loud. We were just going through a stack of cards and I was just letting people know oh, which ones we were we were sixth grade. We were in I sixth was, grade. I was opening cards and reading them out loud to whever was around. And I got to Hakeem Olajuwon. <laughs> I, I, got to, I got to Hakeem Olajuwon, and I was like, "Hakmed Ojibwe is what I." And I, I was like, "I don't know." I still. Like anytime most, anyone says Hakeem Olajuwon, I automatically scream, "Hakmed Ojibwe!" <laughs> one of the most like well-known, yeah, like. Yeah, clearly, clearly, I had no clue what I was doing. But yeah. Oh shit! Wow. Oh, I still to this wow. day I can't hear that without you thinking that. Okay, so right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, that's uh, pretty much all of my fun facts, other than the fact that they played. Uh, this was filmed in the summer of '88, which was the hottest some one of the hottest summers on record in Milwaukee, which is where they filmed like all the stadium stuff. So. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm done now. Oh my God. I'm done now. I'm going to jib away. Yeah. You can't say that now. No, no, no. I was, I was accidentally. Yeah. Yep. I was accidentally offensive. I had, there was no intent. I was, I was a child when I said this, but yeah. And you have like middle Eastern and like native American, like. We need a we need a quick palate cleanse here. Let's uh let's get the coaches. <laughs> this is the coach's speech. Uh, yeah, dream shake, Ackman. <laughs> <laughs> Not much for giving inspirational addresses. I'd just like to point out that every newspaper in the country has picked us to finish last. I need this guy to narrate my life. The local press for, forever seems Brown to think day. we'd save everyone a lot of time and trouble if we just went out and shot ourselves. Me, I'm for wasting sports writers' time. So I'd like to hang around and see if we can give them all a nice big shit burger to eat. <laughs> there we go. That's um, big so shit that's, burger. That's James uh, Gammon. Uh, rips to him. He died in 2010 of adrenal gland and liver liver cancer. Yeah. Bummer. Bummer. All right. Uh, so well, let's move on to something more fun. Let's play a game, shall we? Your fun facts are like grim. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, yeah. They're, they're less fun. Fun fact, she's, yeah. <laughs> she's leaning more into the fact side than the fun. Okay. <laughs> some grim facts, <laughs> yeah. No one wants to hear those. All right, here we go. Box office theme song. <laughs> All right, it's time to play the box off. No, that was uh, Mr. Stu McAllister, aforementioned oh. podcasting genius. Hey. <laughs> 
Stuart McAllister himself. Was, speaking of dead, I thought he was dead. Yeah, right. That's right. We recorded that live on the air. Box office theme song. All right, Mandy, go ahead. All right, Michael. Um, what do you think that this movie cost to make in 1989? Oh. What do you think the budget was? Good at this anyway. Like I, I don't even have any idea what it costs to make a movie. Like except Titanic, wasn't it like a hundred dollars <laughs> or something? But uh, I'm gonna say it couldn't have been much. You gotta, you gotta like rent out the stadium. You got the jerseys. You got, but there are a lot of stars in this though. Yeah, a lot of star power. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm just gonna, I, based on literally nothing, I'm gonna go with sixty-five thousand dollars. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I will say that this movie took, uh, yeah, it did have a lot of star power, a lot of sets, a lot of moving around. There were some buses, some planes that had to be rented. So Ooh. I'm going to go with like $18 million it cost to make this movie. I was way off. Okay. It doesn't matter. Matt overbid. Okay. If we do, if we do you, price you is right rolls. Yeah. You price is right at me. <laughs> It was eleven million. Okay. They they made they yep to make this movie. All right, Michael, how much do you think? I forgot about Wesley Snipes. He's expensive. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, yeah, ten million dollars. Yeah, just imagine how much he owes in taxes, and then assume there he made go. like twenty oh. times that much in in a salary. He's got to have a separate space for his martial arts, his dojo. <laughs> I didn't factor uh, it. Yeah, Sixty-five Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, how much do you think this movie made has made worldwide gross roughly up until today? Um, yeah. Not, so not Michael, full, you're first. Not the full franchise. Just not the franchise. Movie. Just this movie. Again, based on literally nothing, because I'm terrible at keeping track of this kind of stuff. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go with what's what's a good number here? Like, like I want to say, if it cost 11 million, I would say. It's in the hundred and fifty million. Okay. Okay. Right. Generally, a, a rule of thumb that we have found is if a movie creates a uh, cinematic universe, if it creates a sequel, if it's got multiple uh, iterations of the film, it usually at least doubles its money. The more they make, it it usually goes way further than that. So I'm going to say that this movie, just the first one itself, made somewhere around like fifty to sixty million dollars. It was fifty million. That hey, was a good guess. Look at that. <laughs> happy learn how to putt. Look at that, guys. We're we're getting I honestly though, I thought that this movie would have made way more because okay. as a kid, this was huge. It was everywhere. It was on every single TV channel. Like I mean, this it, it, you could literally if you had cable, you could find this movie on some channel. Sure. Like Almost every single day. Yeah. Well, at, at that point, though, I mean, they made five times their budget and they're basically just printing money at that. You know what I mean? Why yeah. not make a sequel or the third shitty back to the miners one? I mean, it's just <laughs> it's just an excuse to get more people to uh, to. I mean, once this becomes like a beloved baseball classic, you're going to get people to watch the sequels, you know, no matter what, whether you've got trash actors in it or anything else. It's just becomes part of like the ritual of watching those baseball films. So, yeah. yeah. And that's why the second one was like great because they had like pretty much everybody back. But yeah. Why the third one fell off for me because it's completely new cast, new situation. I'm just like, no, I'm no. Not giving you my money here. Right. It's the Home Alone three. Of, <laughs> of, of, so uh, asking. Movies. So now that we're talking about this, is there any movies, Michael, that you've watched that you preferred the sequels to the original? 
like like for me like i think back to the future 2 is better and i also think terminator 2 is better than terminator 1 okay. um, yeah. i also think die hard 2 is better than die hard 1 which most people will like, disagree but sure uh, I, I like the classic um i don't know i'd have to think about it i'm i know i know that's the worst thing i could do on a podcast is go no you're fine also, Lethal Weapon 4 is my favorite Lethal Weapon, and that also has Rene Russo, who's in this movie. Nice. Chris Rock and Joe Pesci. Yes! Yeah, and they're like, I never lost my Sports Illustrated Swimsuit yeah. Edition phone! Like, <laughs> in that movie. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not good at keeping track of, like, sequels. If I like it, I like it. But yeah. Oh, you have a life, then. You have, like, an actual life. Like, congratulations. But uh, a movie I did watch last night that's phenomenal is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Okay. Fantastic film. All right. Yeah, that is that, that's on Netflix, right? Uh, yes. Or Hulu? Netflix. Okay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just one, another one of those, like, of the times, like, looking back, like, it wasn't that long ago. Holy shit, cops are scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah things are no. bad all over, yeah. For sure. Like I just, I, it took me a long time and I know we're like going off the rails, but whatever. Um, it took me a long time to watch Handmaid's Tale and I heard a lot about it and I just, and I am the type of person, like I like anything based on like high schools where it's like, you know, like there's hot young people and like good things tend to happen. And like this, this is not like that, but I am like certainly enjoying it. So this is one of those things that, yeah dark right. times yeah this will be your that'll that'll be your plug for people to look at things in the real world i i won't yeah. plug later I'll just, that was my plug just to go, save time uh all right what are we up to we got to move on to the next thing uh let's ages do, yeah let's we got a theme song for that one as well here it goes let's play guess the age short and sweet let's play guess the age all right all right michael what do you think how old do you think tom berenger who played jake taylor was when he was in this movie in this movie yeah in 89, how old do you think Tom Berenger was? I want to say, I want to say early 40s. I want to go 42. Yeah, okay. yeah that's, that's what I would have been too. Yeah, he seemed like an aging baseball player at the time, out of his prime sort of thing. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'll, I'll, for the sake of a different number, I'll say 44. He was 40. He was okay. only 40. All right. Yeah. Nice job. <laughs> and, and like, he had the whole, like, Don Johnson thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love it, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And and I have to say, as a younger person, it really disgusted me that he was super sweaty and gross after playing baseball, and then he like made out with Renee or so more than once. Yep. But I I did think that it was hot that he pulled her skirt off with his cleats. I thought yeah. that was oh yeah, classic, super classic, sexy. Classic yeah, that makes me want to buy a pair of cleats just for that. Really. That's <laughs> yeah, just walk. <laughs> Pulling down everything, just men's <laughs> pants, just we're done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just ripping, ripping tablecloths off of tables. Who cares? <laughs> Pull it down. All right, you guys want to see a, ma- wanna see a magic trick? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, when we were watching this, Charlie Sheen is always drinking a soda. So we're like, I don't think that he's supposed to be 21 in this movie. And he calls him a juvenile delinquent. So I think that Charlie Sheen is supposed to be like young. I don't know how young, but at well, least under him, 21. Yeah, they call him a rookie. So, you know, and if he, he's just out of like jail for boost in a car, he's probably under 20. Right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. All right. So how old do you think 
Charlie Sheen actually was in 1989 when he made this movie. I would almost say he's so like just young looking. I would say probably 26. Like okay. I would say okay. later 20s. Yeah, I would. I he hasn't found like the the tiger blood youth serum yet at this yeah. time in his life, so he's probably <laughs> a way better movie. Yeah, <laughs> he comes out. Uh, wow, damn. Just winning everything, winning. constantly winning. <laughs> Every pitch, well yeah. <laughs> Every pitch he throws, he just caps it off with a winning. Uh, all right, I would say he's. I don't know, twenty-one. Okay, he was twenty-four. Okay. Which means he was he you was twenty one when he was in Platoon. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right. Um, how old do you think that Margaret Witten was who played Rachel sexy Rachel Phelps? Yeah. How old do you think she was, Michael? Cruella DeVille here. Yeah. I don't Yeah, I, I have trouble believing she was in her thirties. I would say early forties. I'll go forty four. Okay. Okay. I'll give her the benefit and say thirty nine. 40. She was 40. All right. Um, all right. That was the $1 oh, bid. Oh. Yeah. James Gannon, who played Lou Brown. Oh, my God. His voice oh. sounds like it's 115. I know. He could literally be like 48 or 78. I <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sixty because he's still spry. Sixty-three. Right. Okay, I'll go fifty-five. You guys are. Gonna, he's forty-nine. Okay. Oh. <laughs> wow. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think he is featured. He looks eighty. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think he is featured in this clip at least a little bit at the end. So I'm gonna play this real quick. Yeah, please. I got news for you, Mr. Brown. You haven't heard the last of me. You may think I'm shit now, but someday you're going to be sorry that you cut me. I'm going to catch you on somewhere else, and every time that I pitch against you, I'm going to stick it up your fucking ass! <laughs> Good. I like that kind of spirit in a player. The only problem is I didn't cut you. What? That is a 70-year-old I man talking. someone's been having yeah. some fun That's with That's not you. 49. He was no. lying. <laughs> he was lying. I mean, he... Part. He's like, I need this part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna hire a geriatric. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um just to save time, I'm just gonna start listing people in sure. okay. ages. Renee Russo was 35. Um oh, wow. West yeah, Wesley Snipes was 27. Um the the Chelsea Ross who played Ed Harris, the guy with all of the vagisil and stuff spread all over him, he was 47. <laughs> to be to be known to be known in a movie, to be like, yeah, you know the guy with vagisil spread all over his body. That's, yeah, that's the guy we're talking about. All right. I feel like Wesley Snipes too. He's one of those that could be he could be 20, he could be 45. I yeah, for sure. Yeah, same. Although like if he would have been older, like imagine because the Blade movies didn't come out for like you know, a really long sure. time after this, like 15, yeah. 20 years. So, Does he um, uh, any of the Blade movies? Uh, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> he throws <Yeah>. maybe. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it's just he's not capable of throwing a ball. You know, yeah. he needs money. Maybe we can get him on cameo and be like, hey, we'll pay you $100 to watch you throw a ball. <laughs> <laughs> I 
30 bucks. I'm in. Yep. Right. <laughs> um, and Dennis Haysbert, who plays uh, uh, Pedro Serrano, is 44. Okay. Was 44, which I felt like that was really old because he's been in the unit. You know, he sells the Affleck. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, he's selling us insurance. He's like the president of the United States. He's doing but he has stuff. not <clears throat> he has not aged though. He doesn't no. look any different now than he did back in 1989. It's so. Jobu, man. You get on Jobu's good side, you'll you'll outlive right? us all for sure. So yeah. that's all of them. Okay, and then we're gonna do another game here. That one has a theme song as well, provided by Mr. Jared Hibbs. Goes like this. Ooh, that sound. Did you hear that sound? Uh. Ooh, that sound. The sound that just played you. Greatest of all time. Oh, I love it. I went to a solo there. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Yeah, we cut yeah, it off. That. Yeah, we yeah. cut it off early. Uh, <laughs> All right, it's time to play What's That Sound. This is where I take a sound from the film. I'm going to play it for you out loud, and you're going to tell me what's happening on screen. Uh, Mandy has also not heard these sounds, so she'll get a second swing at it. First, you go. If you don't get it, it'll go to Mandy. And then if they, uh, if you both don't, it'll go to the audience. So first one up, this one I'm going to say is probably the more difficult of the two. We only have two today. So here we go. All right. So there's some context clues there. We've got that weird theme song thing going in the background, but mostly I want to know what's thinking. The, the sounds in the foreground. Do you know what uh, happened there? Or do you need to hear it again? I, I got it. I, uh, that was a rally. Uh, they're trying to start a rally. They all got the rally caps on and they're doing the cross leg like stomps. Stomp, stomp, clap, clap. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. All right. Nice job. Nice job. That and one that I assume. started a little movement because teams started doing that after this came out. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, all right. So here's the second one. This one I assume was going to be the easier of the two. Now that I think of it, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Ready? All right, what do we got here? That is the classic Lou Brown peeing on Roger Dorn's contract. That is correct. He doesn't do any calisthenics that he doesn't deem necessary. (laughs) See, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he plays such a douchebag so perfect. Yeah. yeah. And he had idea. I need that caveat in my life. Like, that's the contract for just me personally. (laughs) If I don't deem this necessary, it ain't happening. (laughs) That's that, guys. That was the end. Nice job, Mike. Got them both. Two for two. Batting a thousand, right? Is that what we say? Is that how that works? Yeah, big swing by the kid here. (laughs) And now it's time for our final game. And that one also has kind of a theme song. It's more of a spoken word uh, theme song, but it was provided to us by a listener as well. And here is the theme song. We love you, Stacey. Thank you, Stacey, for this. Yeah. First, Matt plays a backwards clip. Then he plays some forward clips. Then he gets to pick your brain to see which two clips are the same. Backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Let's play. Let's play backwards, forwards. All right. It's time for us to play backwards, forwards. This is a new game for you, Mike. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to play a phrase from the film in reverse. Then I'm going to play four different phrases from the movie. And you need to tell me which one of the phrases was reversed in the beginning. So it'll be number one, two, three, or four. If you don't have any fucking clue, just guess one of those numbers. That'll be fine. This has never been a good game, but it's just fun for you to make. So it's super fun. I'm glad we're not playing this like when we were doing the tomato. Because yeah. that morning, I would not have been into this one. But like, no. just, yeah, sure, play it. I, 
<laughs> yeah, just pick a, just gonna pick a number. Fuck it. All right, here we go. Dreaming. So I'll play the backwards part a couple of times in a row, and then we'll go on to the next section there. So here we go. Okay, so that just that little phrase there, that's the backwards part. I'll play the backward right. again and then the four possibilities. Here we go. Is it forgiving inspirational addresses? Or wasting sports writers' time. Or nice big shit burgers. Or newspaper in the country. All right. So this is a four-word phrase backwards with four other four-word phrases that it could be. So we'll do it. Well, One I was more. thinking. I was thinking it. Was, hold on a second. I was yep, thinking yep. Lou Brown before he even like. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Okay. All right. Here we go. Forgiving inspirational addresses. Wasting sports writers' time. Nice big shit burgers. Newspaper in the country. All right. What do you think? One, two, three, or four? Mm, I'm going shit burger. Was that three? Uh, I think that was three. Forgiving inspirational addresses. Wasting sports writers' time. That was two. Nice big shit burger. Three. I'm going to go three. Newspaper in the country. All right, Mandy, do you have a... a I'm going to go two. I think Michael knows it's two, but he likes to say shit burger. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, Mandy, you are correct. It is wasting sports writers' time. I can right away tell that it was Lou Brown. Yeah, it's so funny that you can tell... We're going to go shit burger every time. Yeah. <laughs> shit burger all the way down. That's yeah. right. Uh, it's funny that you can tell someone's voice even reversed. And like, oh, yeah. Even in this, he sounds like he's, yeah, he sounds 89 years old, even reversed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that could have been forward for him, honestly. Yeah. Like, that's just. <laughs> he sounds like the coach from uh, Waterboy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the guy, and he's like, he's like, you want to see Homeboy's naked? I get it. Like, I don't know if that's from Waterboy or whatever. He's like, I like it. I like it a lot. All right. That was our final game, and that means we have made it to the end of this nonsense. Mike, have you, uh, have we missed anything you had hoped we talked about or anything from this movie that we just didn't mention that you want people to know? No, we covered every single thing. I love all of it. Did you have, did you have a favorite part? We didn't really talk about that. Uh, Mm, you know, like I, I do like the eject, like the whole uh, kind of like Ricky Vaughn, you know, going wild, Bob Euchre, like how are they laying off pitches this close? And then him getting ejected, them swearing at each other. I think you can go get him now. Like all, all that part was like, it just take, took me back. Nice. Nice. Very good. Very good. All right. Uh, yeah. So uh, basically how we end this stuff is just to ask everyone, uh, would you watch this movie again? So Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this is going to be one of those as I, I know my boy is going to be a baseball guy. Uh, probably not. We'll probably not start him with this one, but uh, <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be in the rotation. I'll, I'll have to explain a lot of things like you can't do that now. You can't do that now. But uh, <laughs> even a lot, like if you're allowed to watch it or if you have to like bootleg a copy from like black market. Ooh. Yeah. Right. You've got to show some sort of weird ooh. ID. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, do you would, um? Do you think you that start? you're gonna watch? Oh, sorry. Oh, I just where would so if you were trying to kick off someone's venture into sports films, what's the first one they should start into? 
a non-sports person or even a child per se. Yeah. Well, if it's a child, I think like Sandlot's got to be yeah. one of them. Perfect. Um, okay. I, like uh, f- football movies are so weird for me. Like my favorite football movie is Any Given Sunday. And it's like really not a great movie. <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, mine is mine is the program, and I don't think that anyone has watched that movie since 1995. And yeah, I love yeah, that movie. The program and any given Sunday have a lot like in common, where it takes uh-huh. the side of like you know football and like holy shit, like this is the stuff that happens. Like sure, yeah. yeah. You see a lot so- of like most of these sports films are like inspirational in nature and that's just too much for a kid to like grab onto yet. You know what I mean? So where a movie like Sandlot happens, that's just about like the joy of the game, like the, the joy of that time of your life. And and so I can see it's like over baseball. Like, yeah, that's any, um, if they're a bit like a sport, like an athlete, I mean, that's how it happened. Sure. You're like running to like kids that live on your block and you're friends forever. Like that's how it works. (laughs) Yeah. Um, did you ever watch Little Giants when you were younger? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I enjoyed that movie. That was Ed know, O'Neill, like, Rick Moranis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which my husband discovered that Ed O'Neill today knows jujitsu when he went into the rabbit hole of trying to find out what Wesley Snipes was good at. He's like, Did you know that Ed O'Neill knows jujitsu? <laughs> I was like, No. He's got like that old Vietnam strength. Like he knows pressure points. I don't know. Like- <laughs> yeah, he could end you with just his bare He's hands. That grandpa sure. strength where he says hi and he like rips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. You're like you. He's like doing ghost to tickle you, but really you laugh because it hurts. Yeah, he somehow. <laughs> yeah, he stuck a finger between your ribs. Somehow. <laughs> Never come here again, baby. <laughs> Uh, okay. Mandy, would you watch would you watch this movie again? Absolutely. I'm gonna watch the sequel probably when I go upstairs. <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. Uh for me, uh probably not. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad it was a catch-up on the film. Uh, again, the whole beginning of this was news to me. It's like I always just came into the room and people were already <laughs> playing baseball. There was none yeah. of like the lead up, none of the like evil lady trying to steal baseball from Cleveland, none of that stuff. So it was fun for me to watch and actually see the plot of the movie sort of unfold in front of me, which was fun. Uh, but I saw it once. That's all I needed, you know. But I would recommend other people watch it. It's a good movie. It's fun. But that's pretty much it for that. Now it's time to go over any plugs you've got, Mike, anything you've got coming up. Or if you have nothing, just let anything you're you're enjoying in the world that you want to point people towards. Well, I am enjoying Well, I, I mean, like I, getting close to getting vaccinated. They finally like opened up, you know, my section like vaccinated within the next month or so and then you know then i can start my stuff because i had some great shows going in uh, the little area in chicago that i live and you know i'm so excited to like you know start getting that back out but until it's starting up again no nothing nothing no doing a show in october that's uh several months from now so who cares All right. Well, just find Michael Bird on social media and he'll tell you where to go from there. So, all right. Uh, Mandy, do you have anything out and happening in the world that you want people to be pointed toward? Uh, get vaccinated. I'm getting my second shot on the 22nd. I never thought I'd be happy to have a thyroid condition that allowed me to. You know, I was like, to get, yeah. To jump, I, 
jump the line yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was like, yeah, bitches, I get the vaccine because I have immunity problems. Woo woo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, uh, I'm getting mine at the end of my second round at the end of this month, and I was just like, I, I'm fat, I guess. And they're like, all right, that's good enough for us. So like, <laughs> throw you in. So yeah. Fortunately, I'm able to get that. So yeah, same with me. We're gonna be back out and running here at the end of the month once mm-hmm. we get everything vaccinated and ready to go. Oh, yeah. But uh, in the meantime, though, you can. Oh, go ahead. I would really like to start having podcasts with people in like a room. Yeah, same rooms again. Yeah, yeah we'll have yeah. to. Uh, yeah, For we're gonna have sure. to to make sure everyone's uh, fully vaxxed. I don't know if we can do that, but we'll make it happen either way. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if you want to see me more than just on the podcast here, you can follow me and watch me play video games on Twitch. Uh, last night I was just raided by some shitty ass bag YouTuber who came in sprouting off a bunch of racist nonsense in my chats. Uh, we were playing a Jackbox party game, which means you play with the community and then they come in and will also provide responses that show up on the screen. And we had one very racist, uh, violent comment show up on the screen before I shut everything down. Uh, so you might be able to witness garbage like that happening. I was caught completely <laughs> off guard and I'm just going like, I don't know how to fix this or what to do. All I did was just start banning everyone. So I just, <laughs> anyone in the chat was like, you're, you suck. You're awful. You're a worse person. And we even got tipped off by another person who came to the channel and was like, Hey, this guy is going to come to your channel and be an asshole. But I didn't get that warning until after it happened. And we even were toying with the idea of banning her. I'm like, maybe she's part of the whole thing. I don't know what's happening. I just, it went crazy insane. But otherwise, on a normal day, a lot of fun, a lot of people hanging around playing video games and having, having a good time. But otherwise, I mean, yeah, it's just absolute nonsense. Uh, so uh, go do that. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash madopoly83. It's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y-8-3. Otherwise, find us on Instagram at another episode podcast. Follow us on all the social media stuff to get info about the shows that are coming up. And Mike, we're going to have to redo the poster for Major League and put your face on it. So I'm pretty excited about that happening. Uh, that's going to be pretty slick. Uh, otherwise, we have no way to end these things without just playing a final clip. So I stop rambling. And that clip today sounds like this up your butt joe boo <laughs> that's it. That's it, all right thank you so much michael bird hey joe boo needs refill <laughs> <laughs> have fun out there guys we'll see you later thanks bye all right see ya. bye oh, hold on